0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host Terry Uptena, and today we'll be discussing soulmate contracts, whether they exist, and what it means to have one. Soulmates, or the one, do they exist? absolutely. I know several couples who are soulmates and have found each other and lived happily ever after, at least so far. But don't let the pink romantic glow settle in just yet. Don't make that deep sigh a reality, because there's more to the story. Not everyone has a soulmate, for which I am eternally grateful. I can hear the eyebrows rising, so stay with me. Most people think of a soulmate as a really perfect partner. Someone who understands them completely, takes the difficulty out of a relationship, fulfills all their needs, and becomes a support and companion on their spiritual path. But this is not what a soulmate is, in actuality. Or rather, it's what they're supposed to be if you can get there from here. A soulmate is a specific type of relationship contract, one so strict and binding it affects all aspects of each partner's life. A soulmate is something you have to agree to prior to coming into this embodied life, because it means no other person can be your partner. In agreeing to There will be one and only one person who will fit with you. You are excluding all others. It's like being a cell phone, which has a unique charger connection. No other power cord will do. Only this exact one, which is made just for you. It's romantic in a way, but it's also a setup for a really tragic comedy of errors. For example, if you don't remember you have a soulmate contract, then you'll think you're just any other boy or girl who wants to date and have fun and enjoy life. Unfortunately, you can't. All your dates fail or go sideways because those people aren't for you. It's like a princess who has a curse. Nothing works even though you're doing everything right. So the next assumption is that things will turn out all right in the end, because in the end, you're going to meet the one person who's meant for you and live happily ever after, right? Well, this is where we get into the next issue, logistics. Having a soulmate, having two people who are perfect for each other and destined to come together together. is like throwing two darts at each other from a thousand miles away and hoping they meet tip-to-tip in the middle without having had anything deflect them or block their path. The odds of this working out are one of those numbers which takes a professional mathematician to figure out. Logistically, having a soulmate takes a greater degree of pre-planning before an embodied life than other types of relationships. The two souls have to agree on any number of things to make this happen, like embodying in relatively the same time frame, so the ages work, what sex and sexual orientation to be, ethnicities, socioeconomic status, what continents to be on, and all the triggering events and signals to use in order to get themselves to meet up and recognize each other. Then, they need to plan what their personal journeys will be, because once together, the lives will be entwined and need to not be at odds with each other, as far as goals and pleasures and pursuits, all of which makes the two embodied souls like magnets, pulling towards each other, helping the darts sail through the air in each other's direction, and also enhances the tragedy. If the epic fail occurs, and they don't meet up with each other, or they do, and somehow it doesn't work out. This is what happens more often than not. Sometimes a soulmate dies early. Sometimes they ignore all the signals and triggering events and go do something completely different with their lives. Sometimes, once they're embodied, they decide they no longer want to honor the contract, At times, family circumstances can separate the pair so they end up on separate continents, in antagonistic political or religious factions, or in social situations where they're no longer able to foster relationship. This causes the unfortunate outcome of a person having a life structured to make them incompatible for anyone else other than the one specific person who isn't there. Nothing else feels quite right, and nothing else works out. Great story. Too bad for the person who actually has to live it. Don't get me wrong. I love a good cathartic tragedy as much as the next person in novels, or plays, or TV, or movies. However, when I work with people who are living the real thing, I'm not as enthused. And I'm a romantic who roots for these couples as much as the next guy. I think it's fabulous when soulmates go walking past me glowing so bright you can't help but see them. So, what can be done? If you think you might have a soulmate contract, you can check your soul book for confirmation a soulmate contract will be noted towards the beginning of the current life section. Normally, relationship contracts aren't called out this way, but as this specific type influences how your body is wired, how your prana functions, specifically in Svatisthana chakra, as well as other features, it is noted in the life planning criteria. If you don't have a soulmate contract, then you're able to choose from a variety of partners based on who you are and what your path is in the moment, as are they. If you have a soulmate contract, then you can ask your guides to bring this specific contract to you so you can read it or have it read to you. The contract will tell you the current status not only of the relationship, but also the other person. For example, it will state whether they are currently embodied or not, where they are currently living, if embodied, and what their life status is. One caveat to all this is contracts are more difficult to read at times than soul books. Like a soul book, they are living documents whose information is constantly updating and changing based on the choices and actions of the people involved. Having two people making changes to a document simultaneously adds levels of complexity to the interweaving of the information and how it's displayed. If a soulmate is still embodied, still available to relationship, and the obstacles seem surmountable, then all is well. However, this is rarely the case. Most soulmate contracts, which are going to be successful see the soulmates connect early in life. For those who don't, the obstacles quickly become either insurmountable or antithetical to the participant's path and life goals. In cases where the contract simply can't be completed, signing off or ending the soulmate contract allows the person to rewrite their life plan and rewire their body. Signing the spiritual contract in the Akashics as complete allows the connection to end naturally. The body's yearning for one and only one will fade, and the sacral chakra connection will reconfigure to mirror the soul's availability to partnership, changing the connection from specific to universal, making partnership and partner selection a possibility. When I read most people's soul books, what I find is not a soulmate contract, but a stack of contracts for possible relationship partners, because life is a series of decisions, of if-then statements, which move us from here to there and help us co-create our experience of the world around us. So they keep their options open. If having a partner is something the person has on their agenda, they will have an array of contracts set up, so no matter what they've chosen, no matter what path they've taken up to that point in their lives, they will have the ability to connect and create a happily ever after, which is more amazing than they could have imagined before they embodied. I like to call this deciding on a partner point in a person's life the ice cream moment. Instead of having one soulmate, which is exquisitely perfect for them, they have an array of choices of partner, all of whom are fantastic, none of who is better than any other. It's like going into an ice cream store and picking what you want. It's all ice cream, so go to town. It's not about what's right, but what you want in the moment. People stuck with incompletable soulmate contracts can have this too. Once the soulmate contract is ended, they are able to unfold this aspect of themselves and experience love and relationship in their lives to the degree they wish and are willing to explore. There are no wrong choices when choosing ice cream just preferences and joy. And you get to sample and explore, be wild or traditional, try sprinkles for goodness sake. Which also means for most people, it's not about waiting for the right person to come along, but stating to the universe, okay, I'm ready to start meeting people. Let's get this party started. Putting the signal out there starts contracts rolling, and gets people moving in your direction, or you moving in theirs. And from there, who knows what could happen. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be exploring how to create balance in your life by fully living it. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.